Hello homeschoolers, it's Melissa Webb and welcome to Homeschool is a Work of Heart. In this series, you're going to be listening to veteran homeschoolers who have great advice on all sorts of topics like, oh yes, socialization skills, but also reluctant learners and how to help them, how to homeschool multiple children. If these are topics that interest you, I would like to invite you now to enjoy the conversation. Welcome back. I'm Melissa Webb, and today joining me in our homeschool interview, uh, I actually have a set of parents. I love that we have a set of parents. Brian gets a thousand extra points just for being here today. <laughs> Sorry, Lori. Um, but let me please introduce Brian and Lori Remick. We are so happy to have you <laughs> How are you two? We are good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm loving these. I think this is just great. I mean, it's not in person that would make it better, but hey, this allows the distance to not be an issue or a problem. So Brian and Lori, um, let's get started. Um, we're going to be talking about socialization, socialization skills um, and homeschooling. It's a hot topic always. But before we even get to that, we want to get to know you as homeschooling parents. Tell us a little bit about you, background, anything that you want to share. You go first. Oh, I was just about to say, no, no, honey, you go first. Such a polite couple. Anything we want to share. Um, a single-celled organism crawled out of the primordial <laughs> ooze and stands before you now. It's we were we were talking about this before. It's hard to remember before we were parents. Um, Ask me a question, then we'll get it started. <laughs> well, Instead of just tell me about yourself. There's too much. <laughs> Let's narrow it down. Well, we can tell you. We have, How many kids do you have? We have two boys. They're 19 and 15, almost 16. How uh, long do you, have you homeschooled them? At what age did they start? We've been homeschooling since, since our older one was in second grade. So probably... We figured like, like 12 years. 12 years or so. Or so. Yeah. That is a long time. We're in for the and long haul. You, I, yeah. And I'm totally curious. Like, did you think when you started homeschooling and he was in second grade that you're like, we're going to do this for 12 years? I think I did. <laughs> did you? I, I was, yeah. It was more like, oh, let's give it a try. Because yeah. we can tell you more about the circumstances yeah. when we started. Okay. Um, okay. We were sort of felt kind of, um, almost like pushed into it a little bit because the, the I don't know if you want to get into that yet but um but I was more like oh let's give this a try and see how it works and then and we can always go back to like normal traditional school if if it doesn't work which I will say Brian like that's more how I was I was like I'm just gonna try this for a year and then I was like I'm gonna try it for another year yeah and then at, maybe you know, one more nine years in and <laughs> I do homeschool. Um, okay, but like, okay, so yeah, we're not jumping there yet because I want to know just a little bit about, um, yes, before you were a parent for sure. I mean, like, when you were kids, did you say, I'm going to grow up and I want to become a homeschool mom? No, I, I was not going to have children. You I, got, I, got talked in, I got talked into it. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I have very firm resolve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
It's very clear. To it's me. very clear. Yeah. So then if you weren't going to have kids, what were you going to do? That's a great question. I don't know that I got that far. No? Yeah. We so got married. I was, I was 21 when we got married. And I guess, I don't know. I think, I think I just thought we would just be together although he did he did say okay we I know he wanted to have I always kids. I always wanted to have he always wanted to so I was like okay maybe one <laughs> <laughs> maybe one maybe one well okay so then I'm gonna go ahead because I already know Lori pretty well um Lori you're extremely talented you're very creative gifted and artistic <laughs> did you ever have any I don't know ambition to be an artist or anything like that because you're quite talented Thank what did that come you. later? Um, I think, no, I think I always did kind of have an interest in like graphic design, mm -hmm. but I don't know that, I don't know. I, I don't know that it was for whatever reason in my mind, in my upbringing, whatever, it just wasn't an option, I guess. Oh, yeah. I know that sounds silly to say, but you know, when we're young and we're impressionable and I think I must have been and, and I just think that that wasn't you know it's like oh art you know the starving there's a reason starving comes before artist right it's <laughs> always something that people you know I wouldn't say that my family was one of those you know follow follow your dream kind of things it was more like find something that earns money <laughs> I think that was very true of our generation for sure. In fact, my mother-in-law had artistic talent early on. She wanted to go to art school and her father really boohooed that whole idea and concept. Her younger sister was the star of the family because she went to Stanford, mm -hmm. but Barbara just kept going to different small art schools. She ended up landing a job with Disney and she mm -hmm. actually colored in the cells for Pinocchio back oh in the day. Life. That's so wow. cool. <laughs> and I use that as an example to people sometimes because I'm like, that is really cool. Like, who has the more interesting story? I mean, it is impressive <laughs> that she got to, or, you know, Betty got to Stanford. Right. But Barbara's stories about art and Disney, and it makes her life so interesting yeah. to listen to. But I think that we've come a long way. Like, I don't think that was always how it was. What about you, Brian? What were what were your ambitions? Were you an athlete in uh, high school? Or no, no. I <laughs> I was super focused on like academics and okay. I think I grew up in a family where like that was very, you know, the, the, the emphasis was really on like academic achievement. So like I've, I went through very, very traditional kind of elementary school and then into a college prep high school, went to college, ended up getting a master's degree after that. Like that's, that was my life before we had kids basically it was like, career, job, um, and, and education. So, yeah. um, but you know, I, 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 um, I, so I was, I was, I'm, I'm a software engineer. That's like my, my, the, what I love to do. I grew up loving computers and, and it is your dream job. It is. My <laughs> dream. Um, so, but I also like, you know, I, I was never that into sports. I was never, I, I liked them, but I was never very, very good at them. But I like other stuff too, music and movies and things like that. So. Good, 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 good. Okay, so I love that. I love that. And one of the questions that comes from that is, as a homeschooling parent, do you still have time to pursue other passions? Because I know enough 
parents are out there that they think, oh, if I homeschool, there goes all my life. There go all the things I want to do, my hobbies, my enjoyments. But I mean, I know I still pursued all kinds of things on top of homeschooling. I'm just curious, have you two been able to balance that? I think that for myself, um, I, I did not balance it as well, like looking back. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you're starting out, it's all about a plan. If you, if you plan for it, well, I have to do this, this, and this, then you can find a curriculum that can match. And that's something that we'll probably talk about. You'll talk about in other um, sessions that you have is how do you find that curriculum? But I think that would, that's probably looking back. If I were to tell somebody that would be, if you have other ambitions, then you just, you plan around it. It's like that, um, that analogy of the the rocks in the jar. I don't know if you've heard of this one, right? I love you this put, one. You put the most important things in, those are your rocks. You fill it in with sand, then everything fits or water, whatever the case may be. And I think that that's, you know, I think Brian, he was involved, but I was the one who who did most of it. But I, it was nice to always have him to bounce off okay you know we would plan ahead okay what do we want to accomplish I guarantee you somebody's watching this right now and being like well I wish I were Lori like <laughs> as a supportive spouse yeah because not all spouses are supportive of home no. well no. she she's Lori like dives into stuff <laughs> like this full steam so like she she made sure that when like when she when she goes about, you know, doing something like this, she wants to make sure she does it really well. So is this was a huge sacrifice for her. Like from my perspective, um, I was definitely help, like helping a little bit, but she did 90% of the work. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is like you mentioned, do you have time to, to pursue other things? I think one of the things that I thought about was we, when we started this, we were so excited about the flexibility that it possibly allowed. We weren't sure, but but we love to travel, and we were like, okay, let's let's make sure that we take advantage of that. Um, and we did for years. Like we would go on trips outside of when other people could go because their kids are in school, and we would take advantage of the fact that a lot of the stuff is online. You can do it from wherever you are, yeah. um, and we were able to go on a lot of different trips that I think looking back like we would never have been able to do that in a or we would have gone at very fixed points in time when it was super expensive super crowded at the places we went so I really appreciated the, the flexibility there but that's such a good point I think there's so much learning that goes on when we travel places of course to see the mm -hmm. different cultures or locations you know all of that but even as a family traveling together there's a lot to learn in relationship there which is actually a really great like lead in here to talking about socialization so um what are some of the things i know right what are some of the crazy things you guys have heard or been told I'd like I, don't, to I don't know that i've heard anything but i think the impression Okay. From what I can tell is that a lot of people perhaps imagine our children in, in cages, <laughs> maybe like veal, we just, you know, have some, you know, they're, 
and and you know you don't go out you don't leave the house there's bars on the I don't know I think in their mind that's because the idea being if you never see other children which I don't know about you but if you walk outside your house there's generally people somewhere at the grocery store or when you go places I mean it's I think that if you if you just give it a little bit of extra thought you will see there's there's actually a whole world outside of school um and it's not and let's face it what are what are the two biggest complaints that you probably hear about people in school they complain that the teachers have too much to do right Uh Uh and the kids are a mess (laughs) I have Brian's Brian's aunt is a special a special needs um uh what's her title I don't know she she helps she's like a school mom kind of aid like an yeah yeah. special needs aid um she lives in Chicago she's a special needs aid at, at an elementary school and she was one of the ones that was a little concerned when we said we wanted to homeschool um but after we'd done it for a while and you know she's we we keep in touch with her regularly and she's like you guys made the best decision Uh, like the kids are they're just you know for what for various reasons their families have trouble whatever and we considered it fortunate we had the opportunity and the ability to do it yes um but no, as far as I think I probably got off topic. I'm really good at that. Um, <laughs> you did not at all. No, that's- but, but the idea being is that there are opportunities to be social everywhere. It's not just at school. Yes. And, and so that is exactly what the topic is about. Um, back to kind of where Brian had was going to go. And then I kind of pulled him back in is I do want to hear your story of what brought you to the homeschooling because you said you were more pushed um than anything else so I'm curious to know about that um and then we'll keep going with the whole socializing piece sure like we um we had some friends that had been homeschooling for a few years with our young kids so we and Lori one of Lori's best friends is the the mom who did this so she was more familiar with like what they were doing um but I was always like you know no we're gonna do exactly what I did right send them to regular school we moved into a a neighborhood with like a brand new elementary school it was a great neighborhood really supportive elementary school and things were good for like that you probably picked your house because it was in such a great yes exactly Mm -hmm. oh totally yes so so like first kindergarten and first grade um I think it was through those two years yeah. was fine and then our house got uh the, they changed the zoning in the neighborhood oh. and they moved they moved our house into a zone where we went from the best elementary school in the city to the worst like and, like the lowest performing yeah the lowest performing. in the district wow. and and not only that, and the, the school was, you know, walking distance from our house, but now the kids were going to, or our son was going to have to take a bus to this other school. And we were just shocked. We were like, like literally know. drive right past this, uh, yeah. the best school to the other one. Yeah. Oh and so I was, that was making me <laughs> really uncomfortable. I was like, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. And that's when 
So not that we were like, we didn't want to try homeschooling, but this was a perfect opportunity to try it. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I will say I was very hesitant, like going into it. I was, cause you know, growing up, you asked like, what are the things you've heard about? Uh, you know, you always kind of, the homeschooled kids were always the outliers and, right. and you'd hear like, oh, they're socially awkward and weird and something's wrong with them because they're like, that's what, that's what I grew up uh, with. So this, it was a very different, um, for me, very challenging to sort of just get comfortable with this. And then, but I mean, I don't have any regrets about it. Well, but, and then like, I wanted I, to also add a big concern of his was, you know, he wanted the children to go to college mm -hmm. and that was to him, that was, um, you know, how, how do you go from homeschool to college mm -hmm. and how will they even accept that? And so when we, you know, we early on made a, made a plan of what we wanted to do and, you know, based on, you know, what I know you're going to be in different States and everything, but in California, you know, we have, we have certain opportunities. I'm sure other States have something similar and we took advantage of those opportunities and our, our older son, it was able to enroll in a, in a, a university of California. So and with, with zero problems, like yeah. zero problems, yes. there was no question about whether or not he was able to be there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, going off of what Brian said, there are these stigmas, these stereotypes, they, they, they're still there. They are still there. But I think people are becoming more knowledgeable on mm -hmm. the options. Mm -hmm. And when more families like yours go through the system and then end up in college and say, hey, there was zero problem transferring, you know, our call our, our high school units into college. Like that's the stuff that needs to get out there so that people know, oh no, it's perfectly possible. <laughs> perfectly yeah. possible. Yeah. Um so back to like your impression, Brian, was like home people who homeschool, like there's like this social awkwardness there. Were you Honestly, ever Brian concerned like, oh my goodness, if we do this, are our kids going to be socially awkward? Or by that time, oh, yeah. like, oh, you were okay. Yeah, because <laughs> no, I, I was thinking like, oh, they're they're gonna, you know, even if the kids that you hang out with at a traditional school aren't maybe the best influence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have, you know, I guess I was thinking, well, they have to experience that, right? Otherwise, how will you learn how to deal with people of all different personalities? Mm -hmm. um, and if they don't have that experience, they're going to end up super sheltered and like they won't know how to interact with people as soon as they encounter someone who's like a little bit off from just the, their norm, they're going to struggle. So and that wasn't, saying? that ended up not being the case at all. But then I piped uh, in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, what would you two say to a parent who felt like Brian did? Like, what would you say to them today with the ex 12 years experience behind you? I, I mean, I told, cause I, these were his concerns. And mm -hmm. as I, as I listened to them, I kind of piped up saying, well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> I missed what you said. What? You're good at that. Turn it back. Yeah, around. yeah. I Let me have a question for you. <laughs> so I, I said, you know, when when you're a kid 
who runs the world? Adults do. Of course. You know, one of one of the things that, you know, as, as a kid, most of us, you know, if we ever did anything impressive, an adult mm -hmm. would say, wow, they were, you know, clearly impressed by what we had done or whatever. Who do you interview with when you go for a job? It's not another kid. It's an adult. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to be able to relate to anyone, I would say, you know, if you had to choose, say you had to choose, your kids can relate to other kids or they can relate to an adult. I would choose an adult. That's me personal. Yeah. Okay. Other people, maybe not. <laughs> but in, in my understanding, you know, if you can relate to an adult, you're going to go further. things will go things will go better for you yes. because that's going to be a sign of maturity now it turns out as we i think we've learned kids will naturally do their own kids stuff anyway and you know and and many people in a homeschooling environment either have a community um they have neighborhoods friends a church group, whatever it is, that also has kids. So the chances that they're going to be completely isolated from any other kids in, in our country mm -hmm. are pretty slim. Uh, yeah, extremely slim. And you bring up such a good point, like knowing how to converse with grownups has long-term positive implementations right like the effects on that are going to be really beneficial to most people and, and i've said this before that i have spoken with middle school students that are going to a school of 2000 and i can point out some socially awkward kids there mm -hmm. i can point out some kids who cannot communicate with adults um and also ones that are they fit in perfectly everything seems fine and healthy when i go to the homeschooling community i'm sure there are some socially awkward kids just like mm -hmm. there are anywhere but what i notice that's different is more homeschool children can have a conversation with me look me in the eye and we can actually go a little deeper than i can with with and i i mean this is just generalization but overall, this has been my experience. Um, the communication skills are better, which to me is a socialization skill, is communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's better with homeschooled children. Because um, was it you, Lori? Somebody said something about, well, your kids are just going to be a reflection of the parents, right? And the adults that they're around. And so, yes, if you're with a socially awkward mom, <laughs> and you're homeschooling, mm -hmm. there may still be some social awkwardness. Well, and and to add to that point, um, a, a, a small anecdote, if you will. Um, you know, when when my older son was younger, he didn't he didn't speak till he was probably like two and a half. It took him a while. It never occurred to me, you know, my as a parent, your gut is just says something right there's there's a basis for intuition my gut told me he just doesn't have anything to say but <laughs> but other people of course in the medical community were concerned he underwent some tests and everything to determine is there you know is there something going on up here um you know 
there is, and I remember asking the doctor and I didn't get an answer. What's the difference between a disorder and personality? We don't all have the same personality, nor do we want it. No. But but our child's personality may be awkward. Mm -hmm. Children can be awkward, right? Especially as teenagers. <laughs> so we have to factor that in as well. Yeah. Our child's personality is going to also influence mm -hmm. how they're perceived. When they're, when they're home, you may be able to do more molding. I know that in your lessons, you like to teach about your mind and, and your body connection and how, how our thoughts can help us or harm us. Mm -hmm. when, you know, when you're at home, you can maybe teach some more of those lessons as opposed to that's something that we've talked about this before. They don't teach in school. No, that's where labels emotional are. intelligence, right? right? Right. No, instead they label. They just label, well, that kid's right. this or that kid's yeah. that. Whereas at home, you're right. It's a hands-on experience where we have an opportunity to teach and mold and um, and model and model for them, you know, how we do this. Uh, that's that's really good. So so then this this concept where people think that children that are in an in institutionalized brick and mortar, you know, school. Um, are better socialized, right? Because I mean, that's the impression that I think people believe. If there's if right. they're concerned that homeschooling means they're not going to be socialized well, then they're assuming that, right? right that the building, the campus, has right. all socializing beautifully over there. <laughs> um, and I would just love your thoughts on that. I Do think that I think that people believe what they're told more often than not. Ooh, unpack that, unpack that. <laughs> I like this. I think that it's it's presented as a choice. You can have this or this. Mm. And so they think, you know, and, and most and most of us, we we went to school, you know, I went to public school. Mm -hmm. You know, when I remember Brian was asking about, you know, what how will they learn to deal with different personalities? I'm like, I don't know how many people do you know had to go to therapy because they had such great experiences in in junior high. <laughs> that is you know, such a good point. <laughs> it's it's a little bit like Lord of the Flies out there. You never know what's <laughs> what's going to happen. Oh my god! You know, I I don't know that those. I cannot I cannot definitively say that the negative experiences that I had made me into a better person. <laughs> Right. I think that's right. a key that's a key thing like your your own experience as a parent going through that influences what you're going to think right like you Absolutely. so I had I had my experience in like junior high and high school was fine mostly because I think I was just oblivious to, <laughs> to what was going on but but I didn't have the same experience that she did so like if I had gone through and had a really horrible time in junior high um, I probably would have thought a lot differently about this. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to go back to junior high. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Yeah. But I also I also think it depends on the kid too, like a little mm -hmm. bit, right? Like if yeah, if um and I mean I I I haven't seen any like formal studies of this, right? Of like which child is better socialized in which environment. But it, I'm sure it depends also on the personality of the kid. 
and the people at the school that you're going to, because you can easily have really bad influences at, at a school and, and what you might consider as good opportunities for socialization actually are your your kid is is hanging out with horrible people and getting involved in stuff you would never want them to so right um, i guess you don't I, have any control over that right so i guess i would say just be just because the majority of people do something doesn't mean it's the best choice for you and the fact that we have that we have these opportunities and homeschool has come a long way. You've seen it there was not time. when I was a kid, it really wasn't an option. Um, and because there's so much, I think then you'll get into the other problem in your other interviews where so then people are like, I don't know what to do. There's so <laughs> many choices, yes, but, yeah. but that's just it. We, we have the opportunity to do something different. And I think a lot of people will say they they don't like where education is going right now. And for me, instead of railing against the system um, and, you know, instead of trying to change that from within or even from without, mm -hmm. I decided that wasn't where I wanted to focus my energies. I was going to focus my energies on my kids and and do what we thought was the best choice for us, for our family. I love that. So if somebody is holding off on homeschooling just because their number one reason is like, I just don't want socially awkward kids. Um, what would you say? You won't. You won't. <laughs> and, and so I have to ask, are your kids socially I, awkward? No. <laughs> are they? I, not anymore. I don't know, Melissa. No. You, you no. met one of them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he had no problem communicating. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and the other one is, in, in our opinion, he's fine. And it seems like most of most of the people also, in fact, I, he just told he just um, told me the other day because he's on break from um, from from college. But I guess he got an email from some of the people in one of his classes saying, hey, we're gonna go get like, you know, pizza and beer or something. Do you wanna come? Well, he's only 19, so no beer. beer. I don't know, but but <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought that was interesting. Here's, you know, here's somebody, he only showed up for a few classes, right? And, and he got an invitation. I think that means something. In my book, if yes. people wanna spend time with you, it means they're okay with you. Yeah, they're including you. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to, the only other thing I would add is that obviously if you send your kid to a normal brick and mortar school, mm -hmm. you don't have, I, you should be involved as a parent in understanding like how your kid, who your kids are hanging out with and stuff like that. But, but a lot of it just sort of comes with, you don't have to be so proactive, hopefully, right? As yeah. if you're homeschooling, you do have to be somewhat proactive to figure out, okay, Howard, I can't just keep them at home sitting in front of the computer all day. Right. But like, how are they going to interact with people, whatever that means? Right. Um, so, intentionality, yes. Yeah. So, you have to think about that a little bit um, and make sure they have those opportunities. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to get them together with 50 kids every week, you know, but, but I think it does take some planning. And I know we, we went, that's, 
you know, we went through, Lori went through years of that, right? Trying to figure out opportunities for different places they could interact with other people. And um, I think that was an important thing that I wouldn't sort of dismiss as, oh, it'll happen, because I do think the parents have to be involved in planning it. I love your point. It's proactive in a different manner. And mm -hmm. I read an article years ago that said, uh, statistically speaking, well-socialized people, and again, we even have to define, like, what does that even mean? Right. Um, in a community, socialization is being able to be included, to be able to communicate. Um, but in this article, it said the well-socialized child um, on average is involved in three social groups, right? We learn our social skills in social groups. And I'm with you, like, I don't see, I mean, I'm sure there's probably an exception, but most homeschool moms and dads tell me, you know, it's homeschool, but we're hardly home, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the word may not be the perfect word for what we do, but um, three groups is, is adequate for building good social skills. So like you were mentioning earlier, Lori, like that could be a church organization. You could put your kids in Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or um, join a swim club or a soccer club. I mean, there's so many ways that we can engage our children and smaller groups are better than that. You know, I've got to get my kids around 50 other kids. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very good point though, right? It, you, the proactive looks a little different definitely get involved. And so as we kind of start to wrap up, what were some of the social things that you guys did, groups you joined, or things that you felt, um, especially if people are like, yeah, what kind of things can we do? Do any ideas come to mind? I mean, with the charter school, you know, when I was, if it was a new semester, new, new year, um, and we have, you know, we have our funding where you can spend on things, so I would sometimes look for, um, you know, my kids did not like to go outside. That's <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it. They, are, they are indoor children, but you know, again, that's personality. Right, right, right. Try though I may, you know, it was just like some people may have trouble getting their kids to come in from outside. I had trouble getting my kids to <laughs> Did go. Did they out. like field trips? Did they like going on field trips? They didn't like a lot of how no, they didn't really like the field didn't like a lot of stuff. Sounds <laughs> like most kids love the field trips. Yeah. Most yeah. kids. So <laughs> I also had to get past I also had to get past the idea that idea of yeah. my kids were not like most kids yeah you know they 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 of course they have I love my kids they have they have great ideas and they're I think they're wonderful writers and there are some people I know who also think they're good writers and, <laughs> and they they have a very rich internal yes. uh, socialization if you will but you know yeah I would try and you know the the school sometimes we'll offer field trips. So we would try and take advantage of those. And you would go to, I remember one we went to, um, oh, we did a, we're in Northern California. So we did um, a trip to the Elkhorn Slough, which is in, um, it's near Monterey. Um, and you took like a, it was like a, a pontoon boat and you would take it through and they had tons of otters and seals and all sorts of really cool things to list this whole area that 
you know, slew sounds kind of gross, like, oh, yeah, he wants to sludge through the mud or the marsh. But no, it's a it's a waterway and it's just brimming with activity. And that was something not only did the school pay for it, but I loved it too. Like that yeah. was super cool. Yeah. And um, I mean, we've had a couple of Brian took the kids to one. It was um, what was that boat? Gosh, I don't I was thinking about that. Too. It was oh, it was it, the boat is actually called the Ladyship Washington, but it had they they spend their time going back and forth up um, the coast, like California, Oregon, um, Washington. But you might know it as um, the Endeavor from Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh, so there's one this of those like old, yeah. old real ship. Boats, yeah. And, and they, yeah, that was fun. They had like a whole crew that lives on that boat and tours around and does like these events. And so the kids would go on and they would do all the activities like pull up the sails and, you know, whatever, like all the different, I don't remember all the different things they yeah. did, but like, um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, fun. that you guys have shared the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was one time that he, he wasn't able to do a lot of them, but that was one that he was able to, to plan ahead and, and take time to do. Mm -hmm. And he, he loved it. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What about other like group things? Have you ever found like a chess group or something? I'm like, I'm trying to think what other things you may have even found since you do have kids that are, I would say very intellectual. And they have <laughs> that kind of stimulation. They don't want to run, or, run around a playground right. in circles. Right. Um, I mean, they did do that. They did like to. They did like to run around in circles and on the playground. <laughs> but um, no, there there were there were clubs and stuff. My, you know, I hate to. I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but my kids were not. I would offer them like, oh look, there's a Lego club. Oh look, there's this. No, it's okay. Like they didn't want to do a lot of those things. So we did end up. We did up try it. Like I remember we did. This was. Gosh, was this when we moved to California? There was like one of those Lego after school kind of Lego programs um, that we thought our younger son would be really into because he loves Legos. Yes. And he was not really like we went a few times. He wasn't just wasn't into it. Like he would rather. He, he just he wasn't he wasn't enjoying the. Yeah. projects that they had or whatever so but we we did try a few of these things oh and there was a like um kind of like a like the little gym there was another yes it yes. was like little gymnastics for kids or whatever oh, and my younger son he, he enjoyed that for a little bit okay. I mean you just you know you're you try you try you, all the you, you try a bunch of different things see what see what the school has to offer ask your es what other kids are doing you know they should know um, <laughs> and and you know you can even search like I know on our website and IEM's websites like you can just type in in the vendor like you can type in what you're looking for like if you wanted you know athletics or you know sports or cooking or crocheting or whatever like within the description which is how I found this woman who makes this this writing course you know I typed in <laughs> And huh, who's this? Right on web. Oh, I'll give it a try. You know? <laughs> and you type, you just type in the things that you'd like to know. And you know, voila, here's a whole list of vendors that you know you can do. And I think that 
I guess what's the bottom line? You know, school is important for a couple of things. It's we're training our kids, in my opinion, to be self-sufficient, independent, but also um, useful members of society. Yes, yes. Now, you know, if that's the goal, then then let's find things that can help achieve that goal. And that's kind of back to making that plan, making that plan of what that's going to look like for sure. Well, and I just love all the things that you shared, because again, especially for anybody who's considering homeschooling and you're wondering how do we socialize, we just threw out at least half a dozen ideas right there. And you, if you choose to go with a charter school, which we highly recommend, it's a great way um, to connect with others. And it's a great way to find social groups um, and really fun things for your child to try out all the things mm -hmm. until they find that something that they really love. And um, all good, all good. All right. Well, the other thing she's, that I was yeah. just going to mention, she's found, <laughs> the other thing I think worked well was when you go to these events, talking to the other parents and getting to know, because they, then you start to find more connections to more people. Like she met, she's met a few friends from these events that they still keep in touch and now their kids are our friend, are our kids' friends. So like, they're, that's another way to extend the value of these events, I think more yes. than just going to the event itself. Yeah, yeah. building networking. your own. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is your own form of networking and it does yeah. build community. And, mm -hmm. and yes, so Lori, just a little back note on uh, Lori and me, we met because she did enroll in a course, but I also did some other webinars and she kept showing up and I'm like, I like this mom. <laughs> and um, you're no longer- Being in supportive. <laughs> <laughs> But we still have a friendship through it. And so I just, I love the doors that it opens in the homeschooling community that I just don't, I think it's very special. I don't think you get it just anywhere. And so really good. Um, okay, final thoughts. Any final words, wisdom, encouragement, anybody who might be considering homeschool but is worried about this social piece, what would you tell that person? What would you tell them, Brian? I would say... Uh not to be overly concerned like but it i mean not to go into it lightly either like just because it does take a lot of work and a lot of i'm saying that on your behalf okay. <laughs> um i know how much work she has put into to making this a good experience for them for the kids over the last whatever 12 years yes. um so as long as you're committed to it and and um like definitely the landscape has has changed so much since since we were kids and even since we started like there's so many more options so much more in terms of resources so um it's i think it's becoming easier and easier to do this so i would and i don't regret it at all like i went into it with very trepidation but very yeah lots of hesitation and and <laughs> that's sort of like no i don't even consider that anymore and that doesn't even cross my mind so and I would say if you have any questions, concerns, I know a woman, her name is Melissa Webb. Her, her address is <laughs> Melissa at writeonweb.com. And she responds and she has great ideas. 
And anything you want to ask her, she will point you in the right direction. Oh, you are so sweet. <laughs> Thanks for the little boost there, Dan. I love no it. problem. No problem. I love it. Uh, well, thank you both so much for being a part of this interview series. I thank you so much for your time, your input, your wisdom, and I wish you both all the very best. Thank you. Back at you, friend. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. I hope you are feeling encouraged. It's really important in the homeschooling community that you find your people. And hey, we're here to be your people. If you would like to work more closely together and get that group of supportive people behind you, be sure to check things out on my website. You can find me at writeonweb.com. That's right, W-R-I-T-E-O-N-W-E-B-B dot com. And I'll see you there. Right on.